Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Galactic Driftwood. Um, we should have some fun discussions this week. Um, I'm Bill. I'm Jenna. Charles. John. And I'm Seth. And uh, we just uh, spent the week, well, some of us spent the week getting caught up on Alita Battle Angel and uh, Captain, is it Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Marvel was the scientist who she got her powers from right. in the movie, right. and uh, a there was an actual Captain Marvel who was Cree in the comics too. Uh, okay. It's a whole thing. And then there's gotcha. Captain Marvel who Shazam, so there's lots of different. Yeah, but that's DC. Yeah. And they lost the copyright war on they that one. They did. So yes. That kind of sucks. Did you turn on the cameras? Because we're having a, we're having a rough start. The cameras this are on. We could start over. I, I, let's, I like it this. It looks this like is... John broke my galactic driftwood display on the back monitor there. How did I do that? Oh, I probably did that. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> I... This is why we can't have nice things here at Galactic Driftwood, because I'm either spilling coffee on it or John is but breaking it. I didn't think I closed anything out on the... Yeah, this is okay. Can yeah. we just use pictures of the Enterprise's decoration? I yeah, don't. Well, speaking no. of the copyright wars, I <laughs> guess I guess we're gonna have some gremlin problems today, and it's just so this one's possible. this one's strange, and then I, this one. I want a gizmo. I like it. No, that one doesn't do anything. Yes, it does. Yeah, we all you want can't a handle a gizmo. Magua. It would. Yeah. Omaha would be burning within the week. Yeah. <laughs> Only a week. I'm being generous. I appreciate the fact that you think I'm matured <laughs> enough to handle a mogwai for a week before burning down a <laughs> Well, it would Wait. take time to burn uh, down all of Omaha. <laughs> In the age of sequels, why haven't they made another Gremlins? No, no ideas, John. You do well, not give them ideas to my, ruin that franchise. My bad, my bad. They'll, they'll get to it sooner or later. Unless they made a second one, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Well, that there's was Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2. <laughs> But, like, we're talking about the new remakes. But well, sure. Well. Steven Spielberg may have locked that shit down so no one can take it from him for a while. I mean, the cool. first one was his. You I mean... Sorry. I can't remember if he... How much involvement he had in, with the second one, but I know the first one was his, so... Uh, he's pretty good about keeping a firm hold on a lot of his stuff. Right up until somebody throws a, a big enough briefcase of money at him. Fair enough, yeah. sir. Fair enough. Yeah, look how mm. fast Lucas threw away the Ewoks when he got that $4 billion. Oh. I would have sold Star Wars for $4 billion. I would have sold it for one day less. Like, <laughs> yeah, less. Less. Hmm. I don't know what the price of that would be for me, but it's like, I mean, I feel it, Lucas, it's good that it's out of his hands after all. He kept like, Fixing things all the time <laughs> and making it weird. Well, when it's your baby, it's never perfect. You always want to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, well, but you also have to be willing to, at some point, go, okay, it's good, it's good. I'm going to move on to the next thing. 
I think, uh, so a, a very awesome phrase to hear when I did a lot of artwork in high school for my teacher. She used to say, a work of art is never done. It just stops in interesting places. Mm. And I think that applies to writing. I feel like that applies to cosplay. I think that it applies to anything of creative that involves creative endeavors that uh, it's never quite, there's always going to be things you want to tweak and work on, but <clears throat> giving yourself the room to say, hey, it's interesting here. Now what's next? Huh? Yeah. So kind of like... Um, the Bob Ross happy accident, mm -hmm. I think is what... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That, that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then again, I suppose if I could make an extra 50 to 100 million every time I wanted to add five seconds of video to that great movie I made once, I might be tempted to. Five get, seconds that he shot already in 76. It's just putting the stuff that he has in his <laughs> vault. Re in replacing there, yeah. the, the fat old gangster who used to be Jabba with the... New Jabba slug CGI. Yeah, CGI yeah. Jabba. Yeah, because, I mean, that's something I think that movie uh, producers and editors must struggle with. So you think about Captain Marvel and you can't think about Alita, getting mm -hmm. back to our topic today. Uh, there was probably so much more they could have added, especially with something that's got a book base like Alita um, and, or the comic book base like for Captain Marvel. There was probably so far they could have taken it and they've probably got three hours of footage back somewhere in a vault as well. But you have to piece together what is reasonable for the audience, or at least for opening audience, because uh, generally you have yeah. to build a following before you're ready to release the five-hour cool. director's cut. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I will kind of disagree with you here, Jenna, on Battle Angel Alita, in that they really should have done less in that movie and had like planned more for sequels, because I think they tried to cram too much into Battle Angel Alita. And that's a fair... Uh, I thought it was great. Well, yeah, the I, I, I liked the movie. I just thought that they tried to cram too much of the content in. Like, I, they had the first two or three story arcs of the manga and the original movies in there where they could have just done, like, the first two, uh, padded those out with a little bit more content from the original thing and had a better structured movie, narrative-wise. Okay, so here's the position you're put in, though, as someone like uh, James Cameron or Robert Rodriguez. You have this awesome movie or storyline that you want to you wanna, uh, capture, and you know it's probably not going to be... It's, it's either going to really hit or it's going to really fail. Do you risk not having the complete ache, you know, packageable story... Uh, and only ever get to do one movie, or do you just do one piece that obviously should have a sequel and the sequel never gets funded? Yeah, but they had s like several complete packageable stories within Battle Angel Alita. They had s like two full arcs, half of another, no, no, but and it still ended on the cliffhanger. And that's fair, but at least it's something, it was a better cliffhanger than most. And that, I mean, that you've had. Should we? Uh, should we warn people that there might be spoilers? All the spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers. yes. Spoilers yeah. for both Battle Angel Alita and Captain Marvel. Yeah, so if you haven't seen them, you might want to tune out and wait to watch the rest of the show, yeah. which will definitely be worth watching. Or you go out and you go see them. Yes. Yeah, immediately. go see them and yes. then come back and watch us. If you don't know what a flirkin is, you shouldn't be listening to this. Or a gherkin. 
No, Flirkin. Oh. Gherkins, people know. I, I would hope that people learn what pickles are at some point in their life. But yes. Jenna didn't know what a gherkin was. She didn't? <laughs> I saw the look on her face. I thought it was something else. It's a pickle. <laughs> it's a pickle. It's a sweet pickle. Okay. Now I know the I proper use for that. I used that. to know a guy named in, Sweet Pickle. In what context have you heard gherkin before? Clear rating. Clear. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's already shot. Let's yeah. let, we'll bury the clear rating, and I'll just change bury. things over so that it's every episode has a little e next to it. Uh, <laughs> e for everyone. Someone's gonna make a penis <laughs> joke sooner or later. Looking at you, you John. At me. I, exactly. <laughs> okay, so am I the font of cock here? I mean, really, this is the guy. There's what I'm changing your name to on the site now. You gave me a good one. What was that one again? Doomsayer or yeah, Voice of I, Doom? The Voice of Doom. I like that. It's yes. like, I can deal with that. Seems pretty right, accurate. So, but on Alita, how cool of a cliffhanger would it have been if they just, like, stuck to that first, uh, the first big story arc through where she, uh, she, she has the second fight with, uh, what's that huge cyborg's name that got the razor claws? Yes. Griskin or something? Or so, so the movie ends with her like waking up in her new body. That would have been an awesome That's place to end. Bad. You're right. That would have for been for an yeah, ending. The... If they had like they could, they would have had room to build out on a few places a bit more. And then the second movie could have been all about her mm. learning her new abilities. Is there and, going yeah. to be a sequel though? If they make the movie good enough, yes. I like. Well, no, I would it rather. It has done very well box office wise. Yeah, but I, I keep seeing mixed reviews in terms of. I'm not getting the word, uh, Alita Battle Angel sequel. That I don't well, see. It. I want it to come up. I want to see that because I really like the movie. But I thought they could have left out the whole Powerball part. Yeah, and that's that just what seemed too. That's much. what would have gone well in the yeah. second movie. Yeah. Like if they could have just like paced it better, you could have had a better first movie. Which would have led to, like maybe more guaranteed sequels. Yeah, maybe you don't get all the content in you want, but you've got a good movie regardless, and then you don't have plot problems. Yeah, this so, is an author thing with me. Well, did it feel rushed? I didn't see it. It felt, it felt uh, cramped. Like there yeah, were there, there were several different climaxes to the like. Yeah, you're like, okay, here's the big final battle. And here's a good good uh, place that it could end on. No, we're going to go right into the next arc that's kind of rushed a little bit through. We don't get to spend as much time with some of the characters as we want to. Well, who did you want to spend time with? Well, we could have gotten a whole lot more from like the villain's point of view. They I were just like that. sitting yeah, up there. Just, it was just like a gallery of unknowns. That mm -hmm. uh, This guy, he does this. He's bad. And that's all you know. It's and like, and then like the, the final, like the final confrontation... Like, we'd had the really awesome fight with the giant cyborg, like, halfway through the film. And then we had the really high-energy, uh, like, murder ball. What did they call it? Powerball? Powerball. Powerball. Motorball. Motorball. We had the really high-energy motorball fight. And then the final confrontation, the giant cyborg walks in again, and he's just dead. And then the big bad guy is just dead. And that kind of felt like a... like. Not a great final confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know more about the, the robot dog guy. I like the robot dog Oh, yeah, the robot yeah. dog guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is uh, definitely in, uh, what do they call it? Uh, 
when there's a director who has the same thing over, that actor is in uh, Robert Rodriguez's Barn House, or Barn, for a lot of movies. Wheelhouse? No, it's not a wheelhouse. I think they call it a barn, uh, when because they're like the same actors you use all the time. Sta maybe it's a stable? Something like that. There's some like industry term for it, that you, there are certain directors who always have the same actors because they love working with them creatively. Like Danny so, Trejo is another one. I'm really shocked there wasn't a Danny Trejo can um, unless he was some character we didn't realize was Danny Trejo. Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman. That uh but he would have had to pop up in a lot more movies for him for Del Toro to to qualify as that. Like the the there, dog there's an actual qualification or do you have to keep them in an actual stable? Like <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> like that actor who had the dog is definitely Oh, yeah, like, Doug Jones. Like in 20 different Robert Rodriguez movies and shows, at least. Mm -hmm. At least. So, hmm. um, but it's... Okay, so, yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it, it's, it's very difficult because you want to definitely give people a true sense of this world. Why uh, there would be roaming gangs of people willing to dismantle other human beings for their robotic pieces. Mm -hmm. because I mean, I do that really right now. Of this really popular sport. Um, and also, not only do you have to give the context for the civilization, the emotion behind it, the, the, the greed, but then you're also trying to get us to care back about this character, Alita. Indeed. So and that's a I'm lot. Not, you're right. It's a lot well, cramped into it's it. It's a lot. And to be fair, that is the, that's pretty much my only criticism of the movie, like, or my only like, negative take on the movie. And the rest I really liked. I like the fact that there was a lot of story and not as much special effect action. I mean, there were good action scenes, but it seemed like there was more story than like um, maybe a Fast and Furious or mm. a Transformers or something where it's all, you know, CGI battles and fights and stuff. Well, and the special effects were so good. Just like yeah. all yeah. of the cyborgs wandering around the city. Yeah. yeah. And just like how, like, do you remember the the one where the guy was playing the guitar and he had the oh yeah the extra his, hand his well his thumb Two. actually extended up and he was playing one of the mm -hmm. guitar sections with his thumb which was, I thought was awesome right and that's like that that's gonna happen I mean, someday we're going to start putting on parts on people and they're gonna custom design them and they're gonna invent entire new media and uh, entertainment ways to do things it's gonna be neat. Because that's what struck me about that world, definitely, is, like, there were people who, obviously, the only thing that made them human anymore, especially for the for the motorball, was the fact that they had a, he a human head or a human consciousness, that mm -hmm. they had modified their body to such a level that they are a machine, that their purpose is yeah. a machine. They are not, obviously, acting as much on organic needs and desires. Yeah, and are they human anymore? Like and, and that the, is the question. The one thing that kind of confused me was the one guy that Alita battled in that bar that had all of the hunters in it. Mm -hmm. um, the guy with the sword, right? Right. And yeah. towards the end, she slices off his face. And it was just like there was more machine behind it. More machine. And it was it like, a human so brain. Was, oh, I didn't see the human brain. I didn't notice yeah, the Yeah, it's basically the human basically brain. The part, human but, brain but, but I think one of the, like, he was a complete replacement cyborg is what they or, called it. Uh, so was they Alita, just, wasn't it? Yeah, she, she would have yeah, been. Yeah, she it, had a human or a human, human brain. brain. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. So, yeah. 
But uh, so that that's and they did that on purpose because she was meant to fight. When you read the background and stuff on the other arcs in the storyline, like it became such a priority to have a fighting defense that there are individuals who basically gave up their physical humanity and biology to become weapons. And the assumption is maybe they'll have the, they'll probably have the technology if you survive, if your organic brain tissue survives to possibly get an organic body later. Mm -hmm. so, so that's what kind of confused me with Alita was I thought that she was a machine where they grew a, a brain and put it in the machine so that she'd had no physical existence prior to the machine. No. No, this is, this, she was she was still yeah. a cyborg. Just okay. Human, yeah. So she had been a human first and then... Mm -hmm. And that's what he said. He's like a normal... Teenage girl's brain as normal as you can get with yeah. a teenage girl. Yeah. And then all of this encapsulated in all of this other amazing tech. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, there's Ghost in the Shell, which kind of co which covers it from both ends, where you've got full-on AIs, uh, androids walking around interacting with people who have wetware in their brains mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And Ghost in the Shell is another kind of like anime classic. So was she a volunteer? They didn't get into that in the movie. And I haven't read enough of the manga to find out. They're they're a little hard to find in the physical sense. See, and they showed they showed flashbacks, but the only flashbacks were for were of her as a warrior fighting mm -hmm. a battle. And I would have thought if she'd had a normal childhood, she would have had some flashbacks of that normal childhood. But, but we didn't see any of that. That's true. Maybe just on Mars you're born and you're put into a robo-body. Mm. There was something else about that. I forget now. It's been so long since I read it. It's either she, um, either she volunteered or she was accused of something and she had to prove herself and what was left over, basically because it's like life or death situation. She's a witch. <laughs> Even though she survived, she was horribly mangled and they put her in a new robot bottle and she becomes a part of okay you're not guilty and <laughs> okay you're not guilty so now you're a part of the fighting force but i can't i might be confusing it with another one because that's kind of a it is very yeah. anime it's a very common theme in a lot of these yeah. but i mean and that's where i can see some of the criticisms about her character in itself which i have seen which she is a teenage girl like great storyline, a lot of fun. The wor everyone loves the world. It's very immersive. Fighting sequences were awesome. Acting was pretty good too. But yeah. the, yes, absolutely, acting was great. They had a lot of high caliber people in it. But I could see how some people would get stuck on the emotions of a teenage girl. Well, I mean, this was also kind of a movie that was aimed in bringing in the into the genre. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. bringing in a more. Uh, uh, more uh, woman audience. Well, I think the entire genre is now geared to bringing more yeah. women into the audience, which is good. I mean, why I would mean, you ignore fifty really? percent of the population? Because we have. I know, but, but like I'm now people we, are I'm like, glad, "Hey, yeah. let's let's get them buying yeah. movie tickets and merchandise as well." Well, and it's cool. And it's cool. Yeah. Why did they have to kill the dog? That made me mad. I know that the made puppy, me sad. This cute puppy triggers had to kill. Well, yeah. And. It was to get you to hate the to make, bad guy even more. I already hated the bad guy. Okay. And that and that, that flipped Alita's murder switch. And it also got <laughs> the dog guy to care enough to help. Otherwise, <laughs> he 
He was yeah. just sitting back during the whole fight, watching it like a spectator. And I thought that like, was hilarious. Oh, just like the... laughing, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny how you know in movies, even if it's supposed to the future, some random civilization, that's totally the Texan of the movie. Yeah, right. Just sitting back and watching some 16-year-old girl dismantle yeah. a bar full of bounty hunters. Basically, <laughs> yes. I really appreciate it, though. Uh, I, I don't think Altered Carbon was books beforehand. But you could see a lot of parallels between or inspiration in altered carbon from this society. You have a society where the elite live above everyone mm -hmm. and have their own community that they have the technology that if they want to, they can like improve their bodies and live forever. And it's it's definitely a class difference. Well, Battle Angel Elite has been a huge influence on a lot of the mm -hmm. the cyberpunk fiction, like just the the art of the world and the story has been around since the 80s and has been, mm -hmm. is a huge influence on people. Yeah, I would have liked to see him cut, they could have cut the whole motorball sequence for me, and I would have liked to see more of the Cloud City or whatever they call it. Well, you can't see the Cloud City until she gets up there, though. That's the whole yeah. thing. But I think the motorball was essential in a way to show how... It's the gladiator games. Mm -hmm. It's distraction. It is bread and games to keep the populace on the ground from trying to do anything to get up above. When everyone is putting their energy into this motorball, their resources into this motorball to either watch, to build people, it's a great distraction from people trying to organize to rebel against the people above them. Sort of like football today. That's what it sounds like. Ooh, we're getting political. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, you're right. But I, I think well, they should have saved it for the second movie. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have crammed it in. Like, you, we could have seen some of it and seen, oh, goodness, that's action-packed. And mm -hmm. can't wait to see her doing some of that. Right. But yeah. So a big part of this as, an, as, as the audience was sitting there judging the audience. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. judging because, like, obviously, no matter how mechanically enhanced people are, there are people dying. Well... Uh, the, the general understanding of this is that people weren't dying. These were all, like, complete... Re a lot of them were surviving. A like, lot of a them couple, were surviving. A couple, like, people were dying in the one with Alita because they were all out to kill her, and so all, all bets are off the table. But most, like, yes, there were probably some people dying in there, but you see, as opposed to, like, blood and gore splashing around, you see, the like, their parts going and their heads, like, just sitting there, like... Oh, dang, not again. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, or getting kicked around and potentially rolled over. I mean, yeah. That's I mean, it is dangerous. People do die, but, like, there weren't bunches of people dying. Like, no. you get the impression that, like, people smash these robot bodies up a whole lot. Sort of like and... NASCAR. Yeah. Right. right? You smash up the outer shell. And inside the, the person's... The inside is still fine. You know, still grievously wounded from uh, decades and decades of injuries but <laughs> yes. they keep on driving right 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 but to support this sport they're paying gangs of kids basically to go out and if there's a piece that they're looking for they jump normal working class people and will basically drug them and take their arm or take their leg or take a piece that they want so yeah. and then they have to go to the doctor that's one of the characters 
to get something fixed or have something patched up because they were jumped for their piece because someone wanted it. People, also, are hey, getting, they have get, people are getting their organs stolen yeah, all no, the time. That's I mean, it's like so big business. For yeah, and people. there's no doctor you can just like take them to who'll, yeah. who'll accept oranges to give you a new kidney. <laughs> They've got better health care in that city than we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean... In a way, though, I will forgive the teenage mindset of the girl and her emotions a pass because it's only with that teenage brain mindset that you can accept her falling for that guy so quickly. Well, but then as soon as she puts on the new body, it, she gets older. So her brain mm -hmm. was older. No. Did you miss that part? No. Uh, I yeah. know that she was older than he thought. Well, no. The, yeah. And the body. That the comment from the assistant. Yes. But was she really older than he thought, or is that just reflecting the manga, which every 15-year-old looks like she's got the supermodel body of a 24-year-old? Well, no, I did. I, 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 I thought it was a, a mechanism to make it okay for the, the male to start romantically pursuing the female rather than being a teenager. And he was obviously, like, in his 20s. No, I didn't take him being in his 20s at all. I oh took God. him as being, Yeah, he's like the same 18, kind of 19. dumb that she is. Maybe, but yeah. he, he, he looks... Like he's in his 20s. Yeah. So. But Hollywood's been passing 20 and 30 year olds off as high schoolers have, for as long as. Speaking right. of which, Luke Perry died, who was the one of the more famous 30 year olds playing a high school student. So, yeah. I'd heard that. I, I was sad about that. Yep. Stroke yeah. at 52. Yeah, and I'm 53, mm. and that's. <laughs> so you're overdue. I, I kind of, if if, 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 if it can take out Luke Perry, because. Yeah. yeah. Could take out anybody. Yeah. Then, so what was cool, seeing Captain Marvel Friday night mm -hmm. and looking at Alita Battle Angel, I felt like Alita was a classic sci-fi with a love interest story that, uh, you know, was exciting, battle, things like that. But I felt like Captain Marvel was a more mature, more current, emotionally super, emotional superhero uh, storyline because there was no love interest is a focus. It's mm -hmm. about her friendship. It's about her own issues and her own coming into power and who she is without the need of any type of romantic distractions. I, I and that was, was really glad they did not do mm -hmm. a love story. Yeah, yes. that was much I more was, appealing to me. Uh, that kind of, that yeah. part of Alita kind of turned me off. I'm like... Well, it's like, I like that in this. Uh, in the love interest, uh, she was the protagonist. He was the frail to be saved. That's so yeah. that I, was I, very cool. I like the flip around on that. I did. That mm -hmm. is that is very yeah, cool flip. Yeah, she ended up saving him multiple times. Yeah. And then he broke his body by being stupid. Stupid. Mm -hmm. Never gonna get ahead in the world. <laughs> <laughs> John? No, no, no. Any it's comments? Like he gets one. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't get any more puns. Seth's got, still got it. Quite the now, I will say, I think one of my favorite parts of Captain Marvel was... Spoiler warning. <coughs> yeah, was um, almost at the very end. And it's where she's facing that guy that kidnapped her. I can't remember what his name was. Um, Jude Law's character? Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, he... Uh, he had been training her earlier in the show and telling her, don't use your power, you know, fight me, you know, mm -hmm. 
and then he tries to use that as a way to get her not to use her powers. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yes. Now, don't use your obviously superior powers and right. fight me hand to hand. And as I'm sitting there watching that, what occurred to me was if this had been a male superhero movie, mm -hmm. the male superhero, in order to show that he's really macho, would, would not have used his superpowers and would have gone in and just, they would have had a brutal beat-the-face fight, right? Which is stupid because... I'm if, thinking of you, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> thinking yeah. of you. Because if, if I was a guy with superpowers and I'm battling this demon who's been trying to kill me the whole show, right? And then at the end he says, no, fight me like a man. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to, yeah, you, you know, yeah. hit you with my superpower. And she did that. And I'm like, yes, that is what you would do. And here's Through the mountain. You mountains. don't yes. define me. Right. I define me. Right. right. I love that. I don't so need your approval. The audience has its hand up. I oh. that. Is, uh, the, is the microphone on? It will be. Okay. <laughs> Speak. The classic game Wait. Again. Yeah. No, he didn't. Get it there. Oh. Speak again. Speaking? Oh, oh I'm in there now. Oh, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> the classic Indiana oh, Jones. Inside the corn silo comes the audience. Where uh, he's facing a guy with a big sword, and he just <laughs> shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's the oh, same right. kind of thing, but here's, here's what's even cooler about that. He tells her she has to control her emotions and do it the right way, and he was trying to incite her emotions mm. in that last moment. Yeah. To make her fight, like you said, to yep. prove herself, and she had control of her emotions to say no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw to. it as it was uh, her whole life she'd been mansplained, and it's like screw that, I'm going to do this right. Way. Yeah, it's like I'll tell you how you should <laughs> act, and she said no. This is how I'm going to. Yeah, act. he actually was something some, said something along the lines of now's your chance to earn my approval, and it's like no. Yeah. That struck me as being a very real human it moment. It was a fun scene. Well, yeah, I liked it because it was it was, it struck me as genuine. Yeah, it did. I felt that. Versus the you know, oh yeah, I'm not going to use my superpowers because I'm big macho. I'm just going to go in and beat I, you with my man hands. Yeah, there there was also the scene earlier on where like she's at the gas station and the oh. guy on the motorcycle pulls up and is like, "Hey, <laughs> you're going to give me a smile?" And she's like busy and he walks off and is like freak and then she's like steals the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was awesome. And, and I saw like one of the interviewers asked her, so is that based off of an incident? She's like, no, that was already in the movie. And he's like, oh, so it's one of those things where art predicting life. And she's like, no, that's just art predicting actual experiences that women, women have. That's what, what she said in so many words. Yeah, yeah. like one of the Sounds big... Yeah, right? I like that too. I saw that. Yeah, one of the things that when they released the first trailer, where I was like, yay, but toxic nerd Twitter was had a whole thing where they're like, man, she should smile. <laughs> and this, that, like, I didn't know if that scene was written in response to that, but apparently it wasn't. No, it was it already was in already the there. movie. They had predicted the toxic nerd as Hattery. Mm -hmm. I don't think they predicted it. I don't think, I mean, th I think they knew they were going to have a response no matter what to a strong female-focused movie, which I feel like if they would have had a female-focused movie even in the 90s, it wouldn't have generated this much active backlash beforehand. It's like everyone's super sensitive mm -hmm. right now. Well, we've got these com people who, like in the 90s, 
Like a lot of these, sure, there were these people out there, but they hadn't gathered in communities where no, they it, could amplify their well, own voices. They had a generation to figure out that but, it's okay to be evil in the anonymity of the internet. Yeah. So they weren't they weren't quite as bold. They weren't predict because that you should smile more or you look pretty when you smile or whatever. That's a common, especially back then, mm-hmm. right? That's well, always it's still it's, here. It's still here. Yeah. And, I mean, because, like, I remember when Tank Girl came out, it wasn't nearly, there wasn't this outrage, why are you having a female-focused action movie? But um, <laughs> it's like people were already ganging up and preparing when they knew they were doing Captain Marvel uh, to, to just take it to town. So much so that Rotten Tomatoes had to change their algorithms and put restrictions so people couldn't actively ruin movies before they even were released. And even right. YouTube did that. Yep. YouTube did that. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the score for Captain Marvel on Rotten Tomatoes is still bad. Like the, not the critic score, but the audience score even is still Even though it's like, really? this, for the second week, it's the number one movie. Yeah, so I know. There, there's a fantastic uh, me, Captain Marvel meme that I think we shared around where she's just like has this uh, popcorn bucket full of box office money and is just like drinking a cup of male tears. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. I like that one. Yes. But no, I, I, overall, I thought the movie was great. It's going in a great direction. I thought both um, Alita and Captain Marvel were great feminist statements, each in their own way. And I, it, it made me happy to see Nice, both. strong female characters in both shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it did. It made me happy. And, and like, well, we're still... Like, on, on the topic of, like, uh, Captain Marvel, like, it has been long, long overdue that Marvel had a... a, a uh, 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 Main, main character woman with a her own solo movie. You you do have. I to, feel kind of bad for Black Widow. <laughs> well, you do have to appreciate the uh, contradiction that they were willing to take a chance and do comic move book movies to the level that they have, but they weren't really willing to take that next risk to mm-hmm. have a female focused movie, and that it took DC having a hit with Wonder Woman for them to be willing to risk the money and the uh, resources and the advertising to have that char- that female-focused movie. Yeah, and Marvel has also had, well, they've all had problems of establishing these major, uh, these major female heroes. Uh, Marvel's been doing a lot better recently, and they're, like, branching that out in their comics. But, I mean, before... Before the last, I don't know, de- 15, 20 years or so, the field was pretty sparse for uh, solo titles solo in titles. comic books. I mean, there you've you got Wonder Woman, but... Well, the, the comic book companies listen to the hater fans. It's like, that's the only well, gauge they had. Of just, of, I don't think of, they were really hater fans, though. I think, I think they were just like, their demographic was just teenage boys. And because... you see that reflected in the art style. I mean, look at it. Uh, we need, just need to get him to read. We don't care what he reads. They push a comic book into a little boy's hand. Little girls, here, read The Secret Garden. Here, read Little Women. Like, they, the types of uh, reading material put into the hands of kids is 
very different when it gets to middle school. It's like, we're just happy that he reads mm-hmm. versus she should be reading the <laughs> classics. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just excited for the next decade of girls that grow up mm-hmm. dealing with serious movies that that portray females in a positive light. And it's like, I think that's... If there's anything that's going to smack the patriarchy in the face, it's, uh, it's I, something I, like this. Yeah, I think it's going to be the next generation of like creators who grow up with this yes. as source material and the stories they will tell mm-hmm. inspired by yes. this. And Captain Marvel, time, Alita, and This will just be this, the way movies. it is. It's like, this is how we're going to... We're, we're starting to see a new phase where um, the, the, the patriarchal domination of media is going to... is starting to decline. And that's... That's everything I could possibly want. And I think what Captain Marvel, especially with the success, I mean, I don't mean to harp on it, but I think it is incredibly significant. Because whether or not you want to uh, call it a feminist movie or not, I I just feel like it's a accurate, fair representative of a human trying to be a human who happens to be a woman. That's, yeah. and that's, that, that's feminism is and, equality. That's all it is. It's like, But some people want to attach a hot box political do. issue and they shut down when you use the word feminism. Yeah, but and to then ju- you have to, to ju- reach out, slap them and say this is what feminism means. And it's like you can't let them define so, it. So, and now you've ruined the conversation because you, when you say I slap a person, you're shutting down the conversation. Nothing else will be done because now you've had action when you've got to keep talking. <laughs> but to get to the point that I'm but trying to no. make. No. But okay, continue, please. <laughs> just going to throw in my no. Just Did I put the no? Did, I'll put it over here. There it is. I just appreciate right you uh, interrupting and you trying to talk. You bet. Me. It's my pleasure. Oh, so, boy. He'd like you to smile more, too. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, funny, the, the funny thing is, Seth knows what my smiles mean. Yes, that, that's the I'll cut a bitch smile. <laughs> so um, what she does is she doesn't need a man to emotionally trigger protectiveness or heroism. She steps up to save the world because that's who she is. She was in a position like she respected Marvell as a as a scientist, and as someone trying to fix the world, she's put into a position that she when she knew she was going to shoot that core, she probably assumed she was going to die. Yeah, and she does the heroic thing as just a human. You see in her life, she keeps getting back up, not because uh, someone killed a puppy, or somebody shot her significant other or threatened her child, mm-hmm. which is the maternal thing, just as a human being who has it in her to endure, to get up, to do the right thing, and she's she pushes through. Well, and they even showed that in the show, right? Because they had that little montage towards the end where mm-hmm. she was, you know, she was driving a go-kart and crashed it and, you know, got up and dusted herself off and is ready for the next thing, right? And and there were a couple other scenes like that. I can't remember all of them right now, but I thought that was good that it showed, you know, she's she doesn't need a guy to come over and help her up or, oh, yeah. are you okay? Did you get hurt? No, she gets up, dusts herself off, and she's ready for the next thing. And that, that was great, I thought. I mean, you look at the life that she's uh, she's built before she leaves. I mean... The, the little girl explaining, this is a picture of you and your, your parents, but you didn't really get along with them, so you became a part of our family. She had this whole independent life with her best friend, mm-hmm. um, 
and and just doing their thing, trying to serve their country for the sake of doing the right thing. Well, like one of the things so they they take her to Hala, the Cree homeworld. Right. And she's lost all her memories. Mm-hmm. And so there they basically tell her that uh, everything she has they've given her. Right. All her power, all her strength, all her abilities they've given her, they've rebuilt her, they've made her a better her. Yes. And actually all and, they really gave her was the limiter. Yeah, yeah they actually limited her. Yeah. Not, well, she, she did have blue blood. I no, mean, they gave her blue blood, but, but yeah, I don't yeah. know how that works. But that transfusion. Well, yeah, but it's like happened in Edge of Tomorrow. Are you t- are you talking about when she starts having her flashbacks first? Because I saw the blue blood when she was having the artificial flashbacks that mm-hmm. they gave her. Because I think she was partially remembering Marvell's blood being on her. Right. But mm-hmm. then, it, like when they show her full memory coming back with the sequences, her blood was red. Oh, right. So she well, well, yeah, but that was when she was still. That yeah, pre, they they took her to Cree? they took her to Hala and made her part Cree. But yeah, what they were they were basically like they said, yeah, we've made you a better version of yourself, and right. she was already that better version of herself, and they'd mm-hmm. taken that away. So, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the what felt to me like the ending, the, like the the final arc of her character growth. Well, and I, I, I like the fact that they swapped the good guys in the beginning. I did too. Oh, oh yeah, the good that. guys. Yeah, yeah, there's there's the swap, and there's you you feel that surprised me. I like that. Yeah, but you you can tell she's the people she thought were the good guys. Right, were the bad guys. Yeah, that that was that was fun. Yeah, I like that. And that's that's actually something that surprised me because the scrolls are kind of the the classic bad guys of the uh, yeah, I, I of the Marvel universe. I remember the the scrolls being bad. They're, it's like in in the books I've read. Mm-hmm. And sometimes sometimes the Kree are bad, but usually they're cast as the noble warrior heroes versus the scrolls who are had a always publicist. bad. Yeah, the scrolls were always bad. It's like. And then the, the the Kree were fighting with Ronan, mm-hmm. which I I thought so that makes them a good, if if you fight the enemy of my enemies, which are the Avengers, or at <laughs> least Peter Quill. Yeah. Now he's not an Avenger. Well, see, Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of portrayed as I thought a, he was a rogue yeah. Kree, rogue agent because he felt like his people were not hard enough on the people they used to war with. Yeah, but he was never he wasn't going after the scroll the scroll in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was just kind of doing his own thing, wasn't he? Yeah, he was going after the Nova Corps, which they used to fight with. I thought in in I my okay. So this is Cosmic Marvel, and my knowledge of Cosmic Marvel isn't all that great. So (laughs) I can't tell you the comic book history going in there. No, I'm just going off the MCU. Uh, the the Nova Corps was less was more underwhelming than I thought the Nova Corps should be. I I kind of thought they had a little bit more to them, but there there is a yeah there's a hero Nova who who's in the comics and uh, yeah, some of the TV shows. Where was he? And he's got the cosmic superpowers too. Kind kind of I don't know if he's on par with Captain Marvel or not, but hit like Nova's pretty badass. But I and he's part of the Nova Corps. So I was also kind of a little disappointed in like the 
in the Nova Corps of the movies. But who knows? Maybe like after their planet got thoroughly yeah. crushed by Thanos, they're going to change it around a bit and get some of this. I almost took Nova Corps in that as, uh, especially with the way they set up the conflict with uh, Ronan, was that it used to be a lot of warfare, and they're at a peaceful point that they're kind of soft. Societies that have a lot of peace can get a little soft, and right. that's where at the stage where they were actually very advanced. They had a decent, they had a good military and everything, but they weren't, they didn't have the edge anymore. Mm. That's that's the way I interpreted Eye of the that. the tiger they didn't have. Exactly. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, we see in Captain Marvel that basically anyone who doesn't go under Kree rule, they're going to try and kill. So To make an example for others. Yeah. Where does Captain Marvel fit into the power cosmic? Because we're having a talk about Ca that. Captain, like, fit into it or well, compare it, to it? It, it? Compare to it. I have no idea. I know she's not in the top 20. I've, of, I've of the seen strongest yeah power uh, definitely of, maybe not even the top 40 for Marvel. well uh, that's the comic universe though I know. in the MCU she's I think she's the most powerful established character aside from Hela Thanos Thanos and Hela Hela was incredibly powerful is uh, Hela coming back cuz I know that Thanos has a, a relationship with death and it's like Hela is the goddess no of she but. she's uh, Thanos has a in the comics he has a uh, a crush a romance mm -hmm. with the personification of death. Hela is just the goddess of death. So, yeah. So like he he he's he likes the Grim Reaper, like the female Grim Reaper basically. And that's why he curses uh, Deadpool with immortality, so he can never join her because he's jealous that death has fallen in love with Wade. Because when they kept <laughs> killing him and bringing him back. She saw him so much that he, she fell in love with him. So Thanos made Wade immortal? So, yeah, yes. so he mm -hmm. had his healing powers, and there was this, like, uh, uh, like Jenna said, he keeps dying and going back, and death falls in love with Wade, who Thanos is in love with death, and he then curses Wade with immortality so that they can never be together, and then... He is an uh, he annoys Thanos so much that <laughs> he then eventually removes the curse. Okay, uh, chances of Deadpool being in Endgame? Fairly, fairly, very, very low. I would agree because of the timing, but it's like, uh, do you think that they might try to squeeze? Fox it? would demand so much money. No, they own it as of yeah. the twentieth. Oh, that's yeah, right. So, so like, there's an outside chance in my mind where, because like we just saw the new trailer, right? Yeah. Everyone seen the new trailer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everyone's in those snazzy new uniforms. They're go. They're that, probably are those quantum suits. Yeah. Okay. They're quantum suits, so they're going into the quantum realm, and so the like there is an outside chance. That through fiddling around in the quantum realm, they somehow bring over these other characters or something. And who, like, if they want to do that, sure. Maybe Deadpool comes into the the main uh, Marvel Comics continuity. Or, or maybe the X-Men. Maybe it'll just be a... Uh, he could have always been there. It's just no one paying attention to him. I mean, maybe it's they like, decide yeah. to sell it off like that. But in uh, there are no mutants right. in the MCU... Well, there yeah. haven't been. No, they didn't say that there weren't any. Okay, so, well, yeah, but they're been. going around with a giant cyclops or uh, with uh, 
Gosh dang it. Colossus. Like, he's pretty hard to miss. And well, with they shields... They don't, they don't have to bring that. Actually, they, they can leave that behind. If, if you think about it, the way Nick Fury talks about the fact that there's no one else with these abilities yeah. in Captain Marvel and that there's numerous points throughout all the movies that they talk about these people are new people, they're a new thing, they need to be restricted. If it was, if there were mutants in this world, it wouldn't be a quote-unquote new thing, mm-hmm. the way everyone is reacting to it. They're not just going to be able yeah. to retcon it in. Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. should have known about the X-Men. If they go by the traditional standards of the X-Men. The whole world would know about mm-hmm. them. It wouldn't be a surprise that New York is getting demolished by people with superhuman yeah. abilities. Yeah, I mean, Apocalypse shows up. The Avengers are going to take notice, or Nick Fury at least. Well, I'm assuming everything that's happened in the Fox universe is retconned out. So uh, whatever they're going to do, but I mean... they're also... I don't think they can do that because they're still coming out with another X-Men movie. Well, they can do that. After they can do anything they want. It's like... Well, e- either way. I mean, do you remember the first Hulk movie by Ang Lee that was promptly replaced by the <laughs> second Hulk movie that then became yes. canon? So, yeah. I try and forget that Ang Lee Hulk we movie. We all do. The but stupid, stupid Hulk, Hulkified poodles. Oh my God, that was dumb. Mm, yeah, that was, I didn't that see was that bad. one. So it sounds like I'm not missing much. You're not, no, you're, not, you're, you're, not. you're missing just. Two hours of awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, the death of a director is basically mm. what you're witnessing now. But it's like. And his attempt to take a franchise down with him. Yeah. <laughs> One last note on just the awesomeness of Captain Marvel and how they brought all these great, you know, themes together. The music. The music, I feel uh, like, was yeah. just in full support. Because yes, they stayed in the 90s. And the music and the songs that they used to support, you know, there was a lot of songs about just being a woman and people trying to limit you or hold you back. The fact that they ended the big fighting sequence on I'm Just a Girl. Yes. I mean, it, it's it's huge. And I think I thought that was a very thoughtful, detailed thing. Because I specifically remember being like, oh God, what would I would have been like, eight? nine and my aunt singing that around the house when I'd go to visit and her saying I love it because it's so true like that song stood out to her for a reason um and a lot of women I think out for a reason because of of a lot of what was going on at that time and I I felt it was just it was a beautiful touch and I can't wait to buy the soundtrack to be honest Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been tasked with acquiring the soundtrack I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I like the way the soundtracks for MCU have been going since the first Guardian of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I really that, do. Well, that's because I think the people who are doing it love it. James Gunn made a very personal effort. Like, th- that's his playlist for Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, so it's it's... And they've also done a really good job of, like, tying the music choice into... The story and like, to connect all do, the movies. They're not. They're yeah. They're not just random songs that they picked that they thought eh, sounded pretty good for that particular scene. They're actually like real. The soundtrack was chosen to mean something along with the movie. Because we all heard it. Like or we accompany it. We all heard it when the specific Avengers theme started stringing at the very end of the mm-hmm. of the Captain Marvel. Like. Before that, you didn't hear it, and now because it's like tying all that theme of this is what this group is going to be, this is the presence it's going to have in the later movies or in the later timeline. How did Captain uh, Marvel get into the top secret Avengers headquarters at the end? She just tur- they, like Black Widow turns around, there she is. I'm I'm imagining like, that there are a bunch of holes in the wall uh, somewhere. I imagine that you're <laughs> right about that. 
But right. uh, like I'm not saying she couldn't get in. I'm just wondering how she got in without, you know. Yeah. Because you'd notice the holes. I think there'd be a siren. Of, they like sirens. Yeah. So but while like, like, while we're on music though, the immigrant song at the in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love that so much. Indeed. So I haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen Thor Ragnarok? He hasn't hasn't seen any MCU. Yeah, no, Ron, not true. You've seen, like, the Iron Man movies, and that's... I've seen Iron Man. I've seen the Spider-Man. I've seen... The Spider-Man. The (laughs) Spider-Man? Ant and the Wasp. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see Ant-Man? Ant-Man we've Uh, seen. I would hope you've seen Ant-Man before you see Ant-Man the Wasp. I've seen Ant-Man, yeah. Because you basically have a co-star role in the (laughs) Ant-Man. What? You could do a you could do a pretty good uh, oh dang what's uh, uh, Michael Douglas's character Pim? yeah Doctor Pym you could do yeah, a pretty you, good Doctor Pym you would be yeah you could be a quite the cantankerous scientist who invents the Pym particle yeah hmm. yeah that would be fun. oh wait did, he had a goatee too but yeah we you should you could cosplay that yeah could, that's what I'm could, saying you could nail that yeah actually. Yeah, but uh, we, apparently we need to have a Marvel movie party with uh, Galactic Driftwood. That would here. require yeah. a Marvel movie weekend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm down. <laughs> but so, I mean, I, I'm cool with it. But how? how but, but the hey, number of movies Bell's hadn't seen is like that's no, not just a weekend. I don't think there's it? a number, a huge number that I haven't seen. Right, have you Guardians seen uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen Civil War? Have you seen any of the Guardian of the Galaxy movies? Yes, Guardian of the Galaxy, seen all of those. All of those? Yep. Both, both those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Avengers movies? Um, Which, can I just say, Kurt Russell was amazing in yeah. the second Guardians of the Galaxy? So, yeah, he, he played a good ego. So, in, like in The Winter Soldier, was it you who were pointing out to me that yes. scene where Nick Fury's, like... They asked him what happened to his eye, and he's like, I trust something once, and I lost an eye. And so I never, because that, <laughs> yeah. I know, because, like, that's where, because uh, Captain America is laying into him saying, why didn't you tell me about this other part that Black Widow was going to do, and blah, 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 trust, I need to be able to trust my team. And he's like, you know what? It's about a need to know thing, because I trusted something once, and I lost an eye for it, or I trusted someone once, and I lost my eye for it. <laughs> well, a a flurkin is a someone, I think. It's like I, I don't know what it is. It's not a cat. Something with <laughs> that, that no. right now. Something with that much death ability uh, is definitely qualifies as someone. Just is so it, you don't piss it off. Yeah. Is, it, is it intelligent? I mean, because oh, I don't seem know to be. It seemed to be. Yeah. yeah. It didn't just randomly attack people. It attacked the bad people. It, it, and, and it was it, showing a lot of restraint and not eating anything before. Like the time came that we know of. You don't know what the turnover rate was at Pegasus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't know. Hey, has anyone seen? Hey, Tom, have intern? you seen Brad? Yeah. Tom? <laughs> Tom? <laughs> now, I, still I, don't I still don't understand why the flurkin scratched his eye out. Because he, 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 he needed a cat nap. Yeah, the you, you, you uh, like you don't mess. With he gave him cats. the cl- the the goose gave him the clear like he was going over and the uh, kissed and then he kept going ah yeah. and the cat was like nope <laughs> done. Cat almost did that. You, you need to listen to the warnings your cat gives you. Is, this is mm. accurate. Yeah, because yeah, they don't play. They don't play. So mm. we've been successful. We've had Wonder Woman, which was amazing. We've, we've now had Alita. We've now had Captain Marvel. As our closing question, mm-hmm. who should be the next character we get a we get a movie for? I'd like to see a Batgirl movie. 
A good Barbara one. Gordon fan? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know who would who well, would be good at playing the role. I, I but was very pleased in Into the Spider-Verse when uh, Dr. Octopus was a female. That mm-hmm. And I thought that it was well done. Yeah. I thought it fit in. Oh, yeah, that was a good twist yeah. in yeah. Into like the Spider-Verse. That or maybe a, a Game of Thrones spinoff with Brienne of Tarth. <laughs> no, I, you know, I can get behind that because yeah. she's a badass. She is. She is. She just starts just... Yeah, busting people up. Yeah, <laughs> when they're yeah. around. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, I did. Jenna, you? Black Widow. I mean, well, not sp- and not just because I love Scarlet. Is that gonna just end up being a Red Sparrow rehash? Uh, huh? there's a lot deeper questions I think that could be brought up to that because one of the things oh. they take away is her ability to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Like they lose. So I think it's just she is a pure weapon, uh, and and the. Uh, question of you admire a female character that's also using her sexuality which makes a lot of women uncomfortable uh to get what she wants and to serve a purpose i think but she's also intelligent and very strategic so i think what her character in a movie about her will do will bring up a lot of really interesting themes and conversations that need to be had and she's also if you think about it she's kind of like hawkeye she doesn't have any well her serum is supposed to be similar to what was used on Captain America, but she doesn't have near the powers that a I lot of other I didn't characters know she do. Had a serum. Yeah, because she's she's actually quite old when you look at the comic book movies. Like right now, I think she's technically in her sixties, but she's had uh, as part of her, tr- you know, transformation. Yeah, to to be a better weapon, they they experimented. Russia came up with its own serum similar to Captain America. But I think she might have to keep getting it. I forget. There's there's a couple of different arcs that go with that, and um, so that's why I think she she needs to be brought out more. She's a powerful character without having all the gadgets and gimmicks, and and innate abilities like Thor, or uh, you know the Hulk. So yeah, I, I would love to see what they do with that and the conversations that can be had. Okay. Charles, oh, I have no idea. Who would be the next? I, Who would you like to see a movie like a female I, character? You'd like to see a movie about? And I use the I'm, word female because you know if she's alien, she wouldn't be a woman, right? Charles isn't our resident comic expert. Yeah, I'm not a bit great. I, I miss Zena. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's okay. I'm okay with that answer because I was thinking <laughs> of her too just now. <laughs> I liked how Lucy Lawless did that. I really did. It was one of my favorite shows. But I like to watch Hercules Zena together. It was just you know, there's there's two hours of my day that I'm just gonna uh, see. And I, I don't know anything about the Black Widow character. It, mm-hmm. It's a, I'm not a big fan of these astronomical superpowers. I, I, to oh, me, it gets right. old real quick. I know, I know, but like the, so like, Wolverine was always fun for me, as a just because it, there's, and they take him too far too. But it's just he has a couple of things like you know, he heals and he's got the claws, mm-hmm. and and he's kind of a jerk. It sounds like you know in a way, <laughs> and, no. and but uh, there's there's some to me there's some character development. Whereas like Superman, I can't stand. Mm. 
Right, because it's just too much. He's a flying MacGuffin. He, yeah. he, whatever you need, Superman has all of a sudden right. in his backstory. Yeah. yeah. You need to reverse time, he flies around the Earth yeah. counterclockwise. So, so no, I'd, I'd rather better have... better with modern Superman stories. They have. They really have. They've, they've tried to limit his powers a little bit more. And they, they, they give him challenges that are... They set up challenges that are up to his power set. Although it is going to be interesting to see what happens with Brightburn. Ooh. Have you seen yes, the I want to see that. That's going to yes. be great. For those I haven't heard who, of that. What's who, it's basically, uh, is it James Gunn? It is, it's it James, is. Yeah, Gunn. They, James Gunn. A horror movie spin on the fact of Superman's origin. And it, recognizing that it, most kids give who suddenly realize they have uh, innate, amazing abilities probably not going to be that uh, responsible with right. them. Or kind, especially if they've been bullied and bullied and bullied. Sure. And they snap. That makes mm. sense. So it's almost it, a... It's a, it is a horror movie Superman. But it's yeah. a realistic... It's like, it, it's the kid, he's going to... He, there's a good chance Superman would end up like this rather than the Clark Kent we know. And it's okay. like, that's why I want to see a black Superman. Because I want to see what someone with those kind of powers would do if he grew up in a world where he was a second-class citizen or she mm -hmm. was a second-class citizen. Or a female Superman. So, John, who's, who, which uh, movie do you want to see? Uh, Spider-Woman. But only you gotta Sp have a good Spider Woman or Spider Gwen. Spider Woman, because Spider Woman hates Spider Man, and I I, I like the the dynamic. So the Avenger Spider Woman. Yes. Okay. Yes, I would like to see that. I don't uh, think she hates Spider Man. They don't get along. At least uh, some iterations don't get along. Some iterations, I could, like, yeah. Now we, the Spider Man we have now is a, is a kid, so I don't know how that would work. But it's like the traditional older, like the. Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I think they, they wouldn't get along. Maybe? I don't know. But I'd like to see that dynamic. Hmm. I You know, I, I really... Given that like she doesn't really have spider powers. <laughs> but but she calls herself that. I know. There was a text from superheroes where they uh, where Spider-Man was like, okay, all you different like spider people, we need to get online with the spider powers. Or It's like, Spider-Woman... You shoot lasers out of your hands. And she's like, yeah, like a spider. And he's like, what kind like of spiders spider. do you know? <laughs> what kind of spiders do you have? Yeah. All right, well, Seth, who do you... Ms. Marvel. So, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. So Captain Marvel used to go under the moniker Ms. Marvel. and uh, But they have, in the comics, in the last, I think, six years or so, uh, ever since she became Captain Marvel, the Ms. Marvel... Uh, role was kind of free, and so uh, the new uh, they debuted a new Ms. Marvel comic with uh, Kamala Khan, who is Marvel's not first but one of their most successful actually Muslim superheroes, mm. and she is an Inhuman, which they've got going in the MC extended MC Marvel universe right now uh, through Agents of Shield. But she's an inhuman, and she's she's a teenage girl who was inspired by Captain Marvel, and she like she's one of her heroes, and decides to like when she gets her superpowers and decides to start fighting crime, takes up the Ms. Marvel mantle, hmm. and she's a it's a really fun comic series. Like if you're interested in reading, uh, reading something that's like fun. Uh, the Ms. Marvel, the first Ms. Marvel run is a lot of fun, and hmm. she's an excellent character, and I think it would be a make for a fantastic movie. Cool. 
Excellent. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, do, do you think there's room for uh, uh, Carol Danvers' friend? Oh yes. In in. in the MCU somewhere? Yeah, she's actually, I believe, the superhero known as Photon, which I don't know too much about, but there were apparently some hints dropped in the movie about that. So Okay, sweet. Hmm. Oh, when Nick Fury's offering her a job? Yeah, Something like that. I don't know enough about uh, Photon as a character. So does she have powers now? or do they I don't think later, now. Or? I think she will eventually either get... I, I don't know. All right. Uh, I would need to actually research. Well, the I think I'd like to character. see that. I think I would. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Uh, we'll see you next time on Galactic Driftwood. I'm Bill. I'm Jenna. I'm Charles. I'm John. And I'm Seth. Uh, like and subscribe. Absolutely. <laughs> Leave your comments. Tell us who you want to see to be the next, you know, female movie lead and continuing this awesome conversation. Tell us yeah. what I got wrong about comics today. We are are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So look us up. Bye, y'all. Ciao. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.